Welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren Walker. What if I was a Colleen one week? I mean, you can do that. I've just always wondered what it would be like. That was like the other... I, I thought a lot, like, what if I was, it was a Colleen instead of a Lauren? I, I don't think we need to do it this week. I'm just kind of... Readers, let us know what you think. If I was a Colleen, what, what, would that change your opinion of the podcast? We'll put up a poll. Okay. I think Lauren suits you well, but... Colleen's know. a bit of a girl bossy name. I'm, I'm a girl boss. I, I, I'm, yeah, have you seen I'm her boss. guns? Jesus. I never... Listen, <laughs> I'm not saying you're not. I'm, I'm, I'm merely commenting I, on the I could I could fire people and, and not feel bad and go home to a, a glass of rosé to comfort my nerves in my high-powered, cool, urban city apartment. I could do that. I feel like Colleen's more of a char- Chardonnay type. Nah, uh... I don't know. I don't want to badmouth Colleen's and say they drink the worst wines, but... Wait, Chardonnay is bad? Chardonnay's terrible, dude. Let me try this on, so let me just say... Okay. Uh, That's Lauren. I'm Lauren. That. And then, hold on, hold on. That's Colleen. I'm... Uh, I don't feels know. weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as... I don't like it as no. much. Okay. Like it as Thanks much. for humoring me. I'm, I'm Lauren. Thanks for humoring me. Okay, I'm Lauren. <laughs> That's Lauren. Uh, and... <laughs> and Steven. Yo. Uh, Steven, you don't want to try on a different name here right now? Nah, I, I, I don't like doing a bit the same the same episode Lauren does a bit. <laughs> I want to alternate. Yeah, we got to so keep, keep it loose. Yeah, Maybe not next week because I want to keep you on your toes, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cook up a bit. It's been a while since I did one. I figure, you know, like we don't want to do it every week or even every two weeks because they're yeah, usually we were not due. great. We were due. Yeah, yeah, we were, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know about you two, but... I didn't watch, like, a second of baseball after the All-Star game. Yeah, I, I watched a few... I, I watched maybe combined five innings of the Phillies, um, which isn't really worth commenting on. They had a game <laughs> They had a game uh, postponed in the 10th inning because of an apocalyptic thunderstorm that I was driving in at the time, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and then the following day... Uh, it took them 13 minutes to win it, which was a very strange <laughs> feeling. Yeah, I have not watched. I watched some highlights. Um, I think I need to watch more Brewers games. Like, I'm really getting the feeling like I'm missing something yeah. by not knowing more about the Brewers this year. But uh, really, most of my free time this week uh, has been going into reading uh, Berserk. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Which is fucking fantastic. It fucks. It's so good. It's the best manga I've read in a long time. Like, I'm not a crazy yes. huge anime and manga head, but... I appreciate some anime and manga on occasion, and Berserk is fucking sick, dude. It is like crazy cool. It's so good. I I absolutely love it's, Berserk. It's yeah. better than baseball. Like if we were becoming a Berserk podcast instead, like we'd have a lot less to talk about long term, but I'd be kind of into it. I'm just gonna. I mean, we could talk about there. we could talk about whether or not Griffith did anything wrong for like every episode oh oh he yeah absolutely i mean i think i think i'm currently on team griffith did do something wrong um, yeah I'm not, I that think far so in. I'm not that you know i'm only like 20 ish in there's a, there's a ton of backstory to go here i haven't gotten through yet steven you just look yeah. so confused about what we're talking about <laughs> i have heard the name berserk and as aware that it is an anime and or manga Correct. Yes, it, it is, is an anime and or a manga. So that is the extent of my knowledge. 
I am not a weeb myself, but I consider I consider myself an ally to the weeb community. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of the weebs, thank you. Um, I, I think you like it, though. It's about a dude who's really tough and has a big sword. Uh, and he, like, gets, like, really angry. And that's why it's called Berserk. Yeah. That's really the whole thing. And, that's, like, the whole And plot. his friend is, like, yeah, and his friend is, like, the most beautiful man that's ever existed. Yes. And there's, uh, and there's a lot of tension between yes. them. Yes. He's also, like, a, he's also, like, a demon god bird. It's, um. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. In Berserk, yeah. for sure. <laughs> really good um it fucking rules though you can watch the um there so there's like a bunch of animes of it there's yeah. a couple of different ones uh but the like on you you can go on youtube and just type in Ber- berserk 1997 and watch all of the good one yeah uh, do that skip the first episode it's you it's pointless but yeah. the rest of it's there it's awesome but yeah i watched some i watched some brewers highlights um I'm going to the Nationals Pride game in the middle of August. Um, (laughs) uh, I I think uh, this is not something we discussed beforehand, but I think it's a broader point about baseball. I think we, as a podcast of homosexuals, have a duty to start (laughs) um, really getting deep on teams' uh, Pride merch for Pride giveaways. Uh, Because the Nats shirt this year is not good. It's... uh, pretty crappy it's like it says like natitude and different colors of the rainbow um i'm not looking forward to it i hate that but like there's teams that have like some good merch and some really bad oh. pride merch and the yeah. phillies yeah the phillies hat this year is bad oh i gotta look this up i gotta, I gotta um look up. i'll drop it in the chat it's yeah. it's it's not the worst thing they've done um I think the worst thing that, well, I mean, some people I know were big fans of it, uh, but I did not find enjoyment with the the giant rainbow socks that they did one year. Oh, oh the oh, white. I, like the socks. I don't. I don't like the white. Uh, I don't hat. like the socks. I actually uh, no. The like Phillies did. The Phillies did a really good shirt like Ooh. four years ago, and uh-huh. it was just it was just their regular shirt, but instead of like the white, it was just a rainbow. And it was, it was simple. It wasn't over designed. It looked nice, that and I still, good, yeah. I still wear it sometimes. It's nice. Yeah. I did not like the the twins one that I got uh, in 2019. The, the hat because it was one of those hats where it's like, it's it's usually what the giveaway ones are, where it's you know the the like has the strap in the back that's like adjustable, but it's not like a snapback. You know, it's like a the with the little metal like mm. clip. I hate, I hate those. Clips. They're too yeah. small. They're too small for my head. They they sit they sit very high up on my head. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I I like that Phillies hat though. Um, if anybody wants to give me that hat from the I mean, Phillies twenty 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 one giveaway, uh, I'll never wear it, but I'd like it. If if I decide I hate it in person, mm-hmm. then it's all yours. I like that uh, it has. You. Uh, you if you look that. at the top of the logo, it has like the black and brown yeah, and the pride flag. Yeah, that's that's, that's a nice cool. touch. The BIPOC inclusive pride flag originated in the city of Philadelphia. Because of because we had a big racism problem in no. the gay community, but then we so fixed nice. it. Everything's fine now. <laughs> yeah, don't don't ask any more questions. Uh, I'm sure, it's totally fine now. Wasn't it Boston don't. that actually like resolved their pride organization recently because of how racist the or or how like non inclusive the people at the top were? That sounds uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, if you were to tell me that as a fact, I would not blame it, i would it not is that a, an eye. it is definitely a fact because we talked about it in our softball diversity and inclusion committee meeting 
which I'm on. I'm on the the DNI committee. So you are a girl boss. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you all, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking girl boss. I get it. Girls get <laughs> shit done. That's me. <laughs> I totally don't have a dead end job. I hate. I'm, I'm killing it. <laughs> I'm on my grind. This is a not a visual medium, so apologies to the listeners. But uh, I would like to point out my my Chase Utley oh. commemorative stadium cup that I'm drinking out of that I found the other day. That's a price. This is cup. just an that advertisement be... for for Philly's giveaways. <laughs> That's this, whole fucking this, this isn't a giveaway. They just they they sold like that's beautiful Coke out of this. No, that's just like oh. that should, mine now. That should be the pride giveaway. That should be the model. Just like the hottest oh, players yeah. on the cups. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the uh that this like the Sports Illustrated body edition, just like, but on like a <laughs> shirt or a, a hat or a poster that they just give away to the thirsty gay fans. I think we can all agree that'd be better than another hat. Probably the players, I guess, probably wouldn't be cool with being objectified by that like that, but. I don't know. They'll get over it. Yeah, I I I appreciate that there is that they're doing nights to be inclusive for gay people. Um, I would I would like them to also do another night that is inclusive to fags, uh, yes. so that I can get <laughs> yes. so that I can get my super yes. horny yes. merch. Damn right. We're gonna have yeah n- n- no kink at the stadium uh, <laughs> <laughs> arguments. <laughs> Where is my Phillies brand pup hood? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, the the you need some some baby blue chaps. <laughs> uh, I, I would. We have uh, we have we have. You're you're traumatizing the relief pitchers by having, letting them see you in a thong. You're doing permanent damage to their soft supple minds. <laughs> You can't God do any additional damage to the Phillies relievers. You really can't. They're Alec already Foam is only like gone. 22 years old. <laughs> yeah, His brain isn't fully formed. <laughs> uh. he can't, he's not consenting on the field to you in the stands doing a humping motion in the air. He can't consent to seeing that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, speaking of, uh, before we get off the topic, uh, an NHL player came out today. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Uh, so that makes the NFL and the NHL without players. Uh, what do we think about baseball's prospects of getting one of those? Well, I guess we'd have to make a list of the eligible bachelors in the game and kind of whittle it down. I don't know if we should be... Um... If we should be just like, all right, let's speculate on who's <laughs> gay in baseball. I mean, I'm down, but you're right. Oh, no, I have terrible I, idea. We should I not am, do that. I am perfectly good <laughs> to speculate yeah. off mic. Uh, well, off mic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. But I don't know if we need to put that out there. I mean, I'm just speculating. Uh, I, frankly, I thought hockey would be the most homophobic of the four sports, so I'm kind of surprised it beat baseball. I mean, statistically speaking, there's got to be one. Oh, there's statistically speaking, there's got to be more than yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, at least it's one. Just, of the, yeah. How many of them are going to be willing to like? Okay, time to have attention. Lots of it. Yeah, understandably, <laughs> not something there super eager to do i think also like the clubhouse chemistry thing put, really puts pressure on guys to not speak out about stuff like that or anything that's going to bring attention to them rather than team yeah yeah Bef- because bef- before the clubhouse and the ownership slash like team management i think were equal concerns mm-hmm. but with um i'm blanking on both of their names the two that came out in the other sports um i i i really think that we've moved past 
the management and the ownership being a problem because mm-hmm. for not I mean obviously there are still going to be like your Kansas City Royals of the world but those two have proven that you can monetize it. Yep, good point. You know, I think I think really the brave thing to be uh, to do, and this might be controversial. This might stir up some stir up some some clicks or some hate views. I think the bravest thing you could do right now in the MLB would be to come out as a Chris, a proud Christian. You're so persecuted. You're just getting thrown to the line. I mean, look at that. all of the look at all the struggle and hate. Mm-hmm. The the Sogards had to endure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those her mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. were oppressed people. Her 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 Christian singing career was uh, really oppressed by the hostile environment uh, MLB made by not giving her tons of free promotion. I don't know, just my opinion. When you know, there's the Christian fellowship nights and stuff, uh, and you know, every time they announce them on Facebook, and there's a million people saying, you know, keep your politics out of baseball. <laughs> you know, that really shows how sick of a society we're in. One of my one of my better tweets that didn't get any attention recently was uh, a screenshot of the Nationals Pride Night and then a screenshot of the Nationals um, uh, Catholic University Night and I, I I said I thought it was really nice that the gays get two two games this year. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh. Uh, Come on, Lauren! Like as a gay person, you should you. I, I'm disappointed to see you falling in the same trap. As homophobes, where you're comparing healthy gay relationships to pedophiles, pedophilia. <laughs> there's there's a lot of normal uh, gay people who are just closeted and repressed at Catholic universities all over this country. I, I think we That's should. True. I think we should try to. Uh, I think they deserve representation as much as anybody else in the incredibly depressed, uh, closeted uh, community. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Okay. Might need to cut all this. Uh, I don't know. Um, no, it's fine. Can, that tweet only got better. like 14 retweets. So I'm, I've always been bitter. It didn't do better. <sighs> <sighs> well, this is this is your uh, weekly call to action, listeners. Uh, look up that tweet of Lauren's and uh, and get it going. And Juice those numbers. Cancel me for it. Yeah. <laughs> Quote tweet my ass to hell. Yeah, just, all right, folks, what we're doing this week, the, the crew of Batting Around wants you to get Lauren canceled. Let's go. It'd be so much easier than that. Okay, what are we actually talking about this week? Uh, you brought up a interesting little fan graphs article. Oh, it's a yeah. pretty short one. Yeah. Uh, it's called Sunday Notes. Uh, Kate Cavalli envisions more Lorenzans and Otanis. It's by David Lorela. Yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, recurring. Talk about this, but this is a good little article. Yeah, sure. It's a great recurring column. They always do. Fanex always runs a, like a Sunday Notes column. It's just little tidbits from the, around the league. They talked to Cade Cavalli, who was a two-way player in college, um, kind of what he thinks about what it takes to be a two-way player in MLB. Uh, and uh, he talks a little bit about like, well, you know, I, I felt I kind of took the easy way out focusing on uh, uh, pitching just because I, I didn't think I could do the conditioning and training and there wasn't a path forward. But he says in the article, he thinks, yeah, this could be a big part of MLB's future. Um, uh, two-way players might be here to, you know, he, he speculates that two-way players are, could be could keep happening uh, and could be like a, 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 a part of LB's future from here on out. Um, and I, I brought this up to the, to the uh, two of you just because I, I thought it was kind of an interesting question that hasn't been examined super closely yet, as far as I'm aware of. And, uh, like, what, what do we think if that's really possible? Um, could there be, I mean, could it be, I don't, or will we see a two-way player every year? Will we see multiple two-way players getting consistent time in the league? Will we see, maybe one every couple of years is it never going to happen again like do we think 
Like, I, I guess the question for me is how much do we think it is Otani being the physical specimen he is with the in, incredibly um, fit and talented player who's worked incredibly hard to get where he is? Um, or do we think it's a matter of opportunity, conditioning, training, developing the pipeline for two-way players going forward? Um, I don't know. I, I personally kind of fall like I, I think – Michael Lorenzen is another good example of a guy who who has pitched in the major league level and been a pretty decent average league hitter. Um, there hasn't really been anybody Otani who's really excelling at both, but um, most guys don't excel at one or the other. So I don't know. Um, I'm curious what you two think. I I really hope that Otani, you know, brings, mm-hmm. you know, opens this up. I I really really do, and you know, I I don't know why there couldn't be, you know, more people that do this in the future because it's really all about. Uh, yeah, like you said, the pipeline mm-hmm. and um, how how they you know train these kids to do this because usually once they get old enough, they just kind of section them off and go, all right, you're you're pitching or you're hitting, especially if they like you know go to college or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of you know younger kids, especially younger like high school kids that can do both that are very good at both. Um, I mean, they're probably also is a, they're very just very very good athletes in general. And guys who are just like very, very good athletes are usually good at multiple sports. And that also brings in the problem of baseball uh, not being as attractive of a professional sport to get into. Mm-hmm. Like if you're that, if you're like that good of an athlete, like a guy like Otani is in America, I don't know what, like you're probably a lot of them are going to go to, f- you're probably playing football yeah. or basketball or something. Like you're, you're probably doing, doing that instead. Yeah. You're probably going to be quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely MLB could definitely attract more of those guys if they were, you know, they made being a minor leaguer a lot more appealing. Mm-hmm. And if there were more guys like Otani who were incredibly talented at both and, and cool and fun yeah. and kind of like capturing the public's attention in a way baseball players haven't in a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And not every and like not everybody has to be like Otani. No. I mean, I'm sure no. there's there's plenty of guys who are not anywhere near Otani's level at either things that could still operate in, you know, both of those things at a pretty good level. Or I'm sure there's plenty of guys who are like, you know, good hitters right now who like, yeah, you could be, I bet that guy could be like a relief pitcher Mm -hmm. or something or, uh, you know, function as that every couple of days, maybe (laughs) like doesn't have to be like a great one, but, um, or like, uh, you know, some like there's there's plenty of pitchers who are really athletic guys who mm-hmm. were you know also their team's shortstop and they're in high school or something uh like jose brios was like a really good sh- high school shortstop as well like in a pretty good hitter but you know they just uh you know split them off and go okay pitching it's all about pitching for you mm-hmm. now all about pitching and like i understand why they do that because you do have to hit this like very high level to make it as a major league pitcher but it would be really great to see more people do it or at least you know try to do it you get the chance yeah get the opportunity yeah. absolutely i he, here's an interesting way i think you could phrase i think there's two interesting ways you could phrase this question i'll start with one um what do you think would have more value a league average pitcher no sorry a, a, a pitcher who is 15 percent better than league average or a two-way player who is 10 percent better than league average pitching 10 percent better than league average hitting fills in a dh part-time Gets a yeah, first that. pitch hitter off the bat and maybe plays like some left field sometimes. Yeah, that the latter 
there's got to be more valuable. Yeah. I I think yeah I think there's I think it's really hard right now to calculate the value of of that extra roster spot that a guy like that takes up, um, or or rather gives you. Um, I think that's something that probably statisticians are trying to figure out how to get a better feel on. I haven't really seen that conversation happening, but uh, except in context of Otani. Um, yeah, a bench player that can also be a like a fifth starter. At, yeah, a fifth starter. Yeah, or. Or just like a you know a decent long relief guy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that'd be that'd be amazing value. That'd be an absolutely incredible use of a roster spot. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think there's something to that. Like like the best case, my, uh, Michael Lorenzen could be like that long relief guy who also is a great pitch hitter. Maybe plays DH a few times a few times a month. Yeah, like 300 plate appearances, uh, four and a half ERA as a starter who pitches. Hundred innings? I don't know. Uh, I think that could be like a super, super valuable swingman kind of like a uh, utility player who's contributes. I don't know more than a third catcher ever would. Oh, I, I had one other thought on that. Um, uh, the other kind of way to think about the question that I think is useful: if Mike Trout had developed as a two-way player, could he have done it? That's. I mean, it's a good question. I mean, he, not to not to. Uh, or like, you know, diminish yeah. how how hard he works or anything, but I bet a lot of these guys could have. I don't know if yeah, they yeah. pitched at all. That's that's you know, that's, but... that's kind of what I'm going with. Like, is 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 Cody Bellinger less inherently talented than Shohei Otani? Is Mike Trout? Is uh, I don't know Carlos Correa or right? It, it, it probably in some ways yes. In some ways maybe not. I don't know. They didn't get the they didn't get the chance. Um, uh, they didn't take that same path to the majors that he did. Uh, and it's not better or worse. It's just like how much of his talent, how much of his development. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I also have concerns about that. I, I do think, if nothing else, uh, success breeds imitation in baseball. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and that's really my best hope for it. People are not creative at all. Yeah, I mean, it might have been that we just needed some guy to just to prove break it. that yeah. ceiling <laughs> to, to, to you know yeah to, to break through like that and there needs to be a superstar who can do it not like someone who's just really good yeah. right like the the hypothetical guy that we talked about earlier wouldn't be wouldn't cause you know a bunch of imitators uh if somebody was a, you know a league average reliever and a league average hitter i mean even if you were like a little bit below on both of those things because there's plenty of below average guys who make get who have careers? Absolutely. Um, who are part-time if players? You are, or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And if you are, you know, a little bit below average of a pitcher, uh, as well as a, you know, ninety-five WRC plus guy, you'd still have a job for sure. Um, especially, especially if you could play defense all around the diamond. Yeah, probably like, probably on like twenty-five or twenty-six teams. Yeah. Yeah, but that guy uh, would probably just be seen as like uh, like a. Uh, a novelty, yeah. Uh, like, like, oh, huh, weird. And you don't instead of and you d- Shohei, who's yeah. just like this guy is uh, the you know, the future of baseball. I don't think anyone's really saying that, but like, yeah. you know, this guy is the biggest thing in baseball. Yeah. And you, and you don't develop as a player like that with that is your expected ceiling. Like, you specialize because right. you think you can make it to the majors as a hitter or a pitcher, and and not both. Right. I, I think you know if you tell if you tell an eighteen year old, well, we think you could either be average at both of these things very useful from a sabermetric perspective worth you know two or three war um pretty consistently you're talking to a very talented person to begin with who's going to say well i'm going to bet on myself and think i could be a uh an incredible outfielder or 
uh, a top of the rotation pitcher. Like that's just the kind of attitude that the yeah. players have to have to even try to play professionally. So I don't know for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's a really interesting to think about. I mean, I'd love to see more of this, and and you know, if this if this happened, and especially if more pitching you know pitching prospects and stuff started hitting. Uh, that would be great, and I would not be so pro DH <laughs> if there was more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but we we live in the real world. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> um. All right. Any more thoughts on that? Uh, not for me. I don't think. All right. Well, we don't have a ton of baseball news, and we do have uh, a whole bunch of mailbag questions. Uh, it's like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street here when they're, <laughs> you know, just hauling bag after bag of thank uh, you uh, once again for doing the work for us <laughs> yes no problem uh and thank you to everybody who submits questions uh, especially you you guys who do it uh pretty frequently uh i i notice you're, let's see you're so, the real troops yes yes absolutely <laughs> uh, kev sully 96 sent us a question and says uh how do you deal with hope i'm a white Sox fan and last time they were good i was 12 I want to temper expectations, but it's so foreign, I kind of want to just lean into it. Looking for some sort of direction. Love the pod. Keep it up. Uh, so, yeah, are you... you go ahead. Uh, I don't know what the situation's like in, uh, Minis- or in Wisconsin or D.C., but are you guys getting a lot of spotted lanternflies? Not really. So they're an invasive species that is absolutely infesting... Uh, the Philadelphia area, at least, and a few other places. I think they're in New York, too, but they're going wild. N- not so much this summer as they were all over the place last summer, just killing everything. Um, hope is like an invasive species. Uh, all right, need... I was hoping that you were going somewhere with this. Thank <laughs> you. You need, you need to identify it early and murder it. Strangle it in its crib. Don't do not let it grow. Do not let it take root. Hope is your enemy. Crush it. Sincerely, a Phillies fan. I, <laughs> I'm not as cynical as Steven here. Uh, I think when you have when your team does have a window, which you know is not usually not open for very long, uh, it is good to lean into it. You will you will get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely, you will get hurt. Uh, there's very it's a very small chance that you're going to see your team go all the way even you know even great teams look at look at the dodgers in the last uh decade uh they 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 had great teams for like pretty much 10 years and some crushing playoff losses for it oh yeah yes Mm -hmm. uh you know one of the you know a, a big money organization with a great scouting and development departments and they still, you know, whatever, cheating, whatever. Still, you're getting hurt a lot <laughs> as a Dodgers fan for a long time. The Yankees didn't win one in the last 10 years, uh, but not that I really care about the, Yan- the feelings of the <laughs> Yankees But, but like, like that's, that's more convincing to go yeah. for the Dodgers and the Yankees than, like, oh, boo-hoo, like, right. the Phillies, <laughs> like, the Mets or the Twins right. or, like, but, yeah, those, yeah, those are the sad teams. But even the happy teams are sad yeah yes so so really you know abandon hope all ye who enter when you're talking about getting into sports uh yeah i mean lean into it it is beautiful in the moment 
Yes, absolutely. It, it, it you is. have that tiny, you have that tiny, those couple of fleeting mm-hmm. moments of hope. They do feel good. Yeah, they, <laughs> you they will feel, feel good in those times. They feel, it's just, it feels so good, which is what makes the crushing losses that follow <laughs> the worst. I vividly recall uh, the 2019 regular season when the Nationals were one of the worst teams in baseball at yes. the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember a conversation I had with some of the uh, some of my coworkers who were diehard Nationals fans, had been for years. And I was looking at the uh, playoff odds uh, on fan graphs and uh, baseball reference data on, you know, rest of the season projections and, say, and thinking to myself and saying to them, well, you know, maybe next year. Uh-huh. Um, and then was one of then one of the coolest regular season turnarounds, followed by one of the most incredible playoff runs I have ever witnessed. Absolutely, uh, totally turned it around and created a miracle season that Nationals fans will enjoy for the next twenty years, regardless of what else happens to the team. Those memories with those players uh, are forever in the minds of the fans who got to witness it. Oh, people still talk about the '87 or '91 Twins uh, yeah. World Series wins because I mean those were those were like two of the best World Series ever, and so people still talk about that shit. Like it is magical when it happens, yeah. but like, yeah. and if you never set yourself up for the vulnerability of thinking that kind of stuff can happen, if you just look at the statistics and the numbers and say, well, things don't look great. Um, You'll be mm-hmm. right more often than you're wrong, but you'll be fucking miserable about it. Yeah. Which, you know, that's part of the appeal of being a Phillies fan, so I don't I don't begrudge them that. <laughs> well, okay, Philadelphia sports fans. Uh, we don't they... need to do enough. No, 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 <laughs> just listen. I've got one point to make about you, is that you're, like, your emotions turn on a dime. So, like, you guys get all of it you get the hope you get the cynicism <laughs> you get the high highs and the low lows that's true it's basically a city of virgos it's yeah. it, it was <laughs> yes. it was summed up expertly by a friend of the pod cole when she tweeted uh philadelphia has two speeds cocky or distraught yes and that is accurate yep yep um which is great there's nothing wrong with that also say to, to uh, go ahead no you go ahead I'd say to Kevin here, who asked the question, you're a White Sox fan. Uh, enjoy the hell out of this run right now. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the hell out yeah, of this team right totally. now. <laughs> like, I don't think you, like, you know, yeah, are, are you going to win the World Series? Uh, even for good teams, the, uh, you know, the odds are low. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, nobody goes in with, like, no team goes in with, like, 50-50 betting odds of winning the World Series. If they do, they're crooked. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah exactly. So, like, you know, Temp, whatever, temper expectations, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, but admit you really, have like the second or third. You have one yeah. of the one of the top three teams in baseball right now. Acknowledge yeah, that your players uh, are incredibly talented. Yeah. You have amazing pitching. The injuries yes. haven't really slowed the team down that much, and they're yeah. running away with the division. And they're better set up for the playoffs than any other team in baseball. So really, Kevin, enjoy it. Yeah, really, mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Uh, I have an addendum. Uh, once again, commenting on visuals in this podcast, but uh, um, not Jane and I are both wearing Major League Baseball hats of teams that are not our own. 
uh, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> which. Uh, is yeah, another... I wear a Mets hat while we record now. That's just yeah. become my weekly tradition. I've got an A's hat on just because. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a hat person. I don't wear a hat. Uh. We're generating a lot of uh, tipping pitches energy. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. We're just uh-huh. we're just ripping off Alex and Bobby. Yeah. That's exactly what I didn't even thought of that. That's very funny. <laughs> I bet Colleen okay. would wear a hat. I don't. Lauren doesn't wear a hat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, that's a good question. Let's let's keep moving. That was a great question. Uh, yeah. Brutal suspects. If you could become the GM of any team from today for the next three to five seasons, what team are you choosing, and what's your plan to get them to a World Series? I mean, I just take one of the teams with the most loaded farm system and just coast. Right. If they if they pan out, you you get hailed as a genius uh, for someone else's drafting work. If they bust, it's like, well, what are you going to do? You're the fucking pirates. You were never going to win. Yeah. In this reality, would we be able to like can any anything we want? Like, well, let's say, yeah, let's say for the sake of argument, like you have some control over like what management is willing to spend in a way that like in the yeah, real world they might not. Because what I would want to do is I would I would get I would want to be the GM of like the Rays or the A's and actually fucking spend money, mm-hmm. but yeah, because they be already have. Yeah. I mean, they're already those two teams are already like fucking market inefficiencying themselves. And the Rays have like one of the best farm systems. Yeah, yeah. They're they're always playoff contenders mm-hmm. on shoestring budgets, and I want to get in and take that structure that is allowing them to succeed and adding actual money to it. Absolutely. Can you imagine uh, if, if what the Rays would be like or the A's would be like if they weren't not even like the top five in spending, if they were in the top 10 in spending, top 15 yeah. in spending, they'd be adding yeah. $100 million yeah. to their payroll. They'd be adding like two or three, three or four top free agents. And I don't know, I don't know about the Rays owner, but I know the A's owner is like one of the top 10 uh wealthiest owners in baseball yeah the Rays owners are not uh are not poor yeah yeah well i mean none of them are poor but yeah 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 i I know what you mean yeah yeah so that 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 would be my my way of doing things and you know i'd probably i'd probably uh wish this on this magic lamp that we're using and then get into the position and then the owner would just be like oh you want to spend money you're fired and then i would fail (laughs) but I don't want this job at all. I don't want any of these jobs. <laughs> this is this is uh, this question is directly a product of the collective brain damage we have from fantasy sports. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce suspects. I <laughs> you're, you're I, great. I'm just giving you shit, but uh, every but like it's turned everybody from a coach or everybody from you know, uh, you know, a armchair quarterback to a armchair GM, and I don't care. I would want to run uh, a minor league team. I think that'd be fucking cool. I think it'd be really fun. That would fun. be rad. Like, just like coming up with like weird promotions and being like, well, how are we going to get 500 people to show up uh, yeah. to like a Toledo Mudhens game? That'd be cool. And and then that way you're not in charge of any of this general manager, any of this front office stuff. Mm-hmm. You just get the guys that the general manager of the actual system uh, decides to promote up to you. You're just given that shit. Yep. So, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds... I, I would love to run, like, the St. Paul Saints. That sounds awesome. And really, like, development is more... It's your, it, like, probably a more interesting day-to-day job than being yeah. a GM is. Like, looking at your prospects and trying to figure out how to make them better is... I don't know. Intellectually, I think it'd be more interesting than being like, well, how are we going to beat the 
Brewers in this series. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds cooler. Give bat give batting around a minor league team. That would that would kick ass. Well, was it Carson Sestouli who did the book about like running a, an independent league team for a year? Mm. Give us give us uh, give us that. That'd be cool. It wasn't Carson Sestouli. It was the Fangrass guys. I'm blanking on which ones, but. I read it, and I can't remember the title or the names of the guys that That's, wrote it's it. Not a, it's not important. They, we, we, have, we have no beef, but um, I'm not going to read a no book. No free promotion here. Next question. Young Barolo says, what is the truth behind the idea of Cardinals devil magic? <sighs> I think that's... At the end of the day, they've gotten very lucky in a lot of postseason situations uh, in a way that is only inexplic- is only explicable in terms of baseball being really dumb mm-hmm. um, and random. <laughs> but I think also, uh, I'm, I'm going to do that annoying thing. Sorry, I just kind of started talking and assumed you two didn't have anything to say about this. Um, I am going to do the thing I kind of do lately where I say the Cardinals are uh, organizationally kind of what you want in a baseball team. They're always good enough to pretty good. They're rarely terrible. They draft well. They draft for talent that will be at the clubhouse soon. Uh, They draft internationally pretty well, uh, especially on the pitching side. Uh, They're always fairly competitive, um, and they are occasionally willing to spend on superstars. They're like Uh, the uh, they're like the character in the fighting video game that's like statted out to be like everything is is middle but that ends up translating to like wild success when everybody else is min-maxed they're ryu in street fighter they're a shoto they have a fireball and uppercut (laughs) and a uh decent anti-airs and uh you know um some sort of horizontally moving attack yeah and that's all you need and that's it and, and it really has to be stressed baseball is not like other major sports getting to the playoffs is enough uh, that is oftentimes enough. Um, the in terms of playoff appearances since 2000, it's Yankees at number one with 17, yes. and then it's Cardinals at number two with 14. Uh, and the Cardinals are done it while spending less money. Uh, they're I guess they're probably playing most of those years in a less competitive division than the AL East. But um, uh, yeah, I mean they some of those years were really competitive years against uh, really good Houston Astros teams in the early zeros and uh, really good. Pittsburgh and then Cubs teams uh, in the uh, early tens, early to, to late early tens and late tens, um, include even a couple like decent Brewer teams in there once or twice, not too often. Uh, but it's not always the NL, the NL Central is not always a total pit. Uh, they're they're often fielding a really competitive team that uh, uh, wins at least ninety games and goes to the playoffs either by winning the division or being a wild card. And getting to the playoffs as often as possible is the best way to get some wins. You punch your ticket and you cross your fingers. Well, I think if you really want to talk about like devil magic, I think the I think Boston's a much stronger candidate for that. With yes. uh, four, uh, what, is it, what is it? Four four appearances, the same number of appearances since two thousand as the uh, Cardinals, but with only ten playoff appearances to the Cardinals fourteen. Um, I I I, I think or have we considered that. 2004 transferred the evil energy from the Yankees to the Red Sox. 
That's, yeah, that's very possible, I guess. But And then did the Cardinals, uh, Del Magic, go to the Giants for a couple of years around? Uh... No, they happened concurrently. They were different things. Uh, yeah, well, it was even years, odd years. Even yeah. your bullshit and Cardinals, Devil Magic uh. um, are both the worst I... things that have ever happened in baseball history. And, you know, I know we've talked about it on the show before, but I do think that there is something to be said about the Cubs uh, winning. Yes. In 2016. Oh, yeah. They that totally really... opened up a portal to hell. Yeah. That opened up the portal to hell. Yeah. And uh, a Cardinals fan pointed out to me that what needs to happen to seal that back up is for the Cardinals to win again. Yes. Are we That's sure? The... <laughs> That's the reset to the neoliberal standard of just like everything's kind of mediocre and sucks, but you'll get Listen, through it. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this just as much. I, I, I dislike this just as much as you guys. But. Yeah. Is the actual answer that the Cubs need to win again? No. No. Shut up. No. Go to Fuck hell. no. No. I would much rather see the cards. <laughs> no. no. In this in this scenario, the Cubs are like Trump taking power in August, and the Cardinals are Kamala Harris winning in twenty twenty four. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe we don't need any of these. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We're already in hell. It's fine. So, sorry to the sorry to the one Cardinals fan who'll be pissed off about that comparison in like a cool lefty way, and the ten million <laughs> Cardinals fans will be pissed off in a reactionary Chud way. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question: uh, Who has the worst record in baseball when it's all over? Uh, and if you're talking about this season, when you say it's all over, like this regular season, yeah, not season. like when the Earth explodes or the universe yeah. turns out. When the Earth right. explodes, it's still going to be the Phillies. <laughs> No, the Phillies don't have the worst one. Wait. No, the, they, the Padres have the worst winning percentage. Well, oh, but the Phillies have the most losses. Percentage. The Phillies do have the most losses. And I don't think any nobody's going to be close in terms of, well. Although the Braves are close. The Braves the Braves yeah. are close. Yeah. The Braves are close. Their winning percentage is above 500, though. Their ownership is also probably relate. less inclined to spend long term than the right. Phillies are because the but I think I think if, if we're talking about winning percentage uh, within, you know, the next 15, 20 <laughs> years when uh, baseball is not a feasible thing. But it's still uh, recognizable to the current game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the, the Marlins have a decent shot of taking over that uh, worst winning percentage uh, over the Padres. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be the Phillies if we're talking purely about games lost. I think, yeah. I think the Phillies have it, but have it, have it locked you make up. a good point that like winning percentage probably counts more because, you know, all the yeah. older teams have a disadvantage. Um, I love right. that we took this like blatant <laughs> incorrect reading of this question and ran with it, but, yes. uh, I don't uh, see but... how the answer is anything other than Arizona. Yeah, real yeah. answer. I was gonna say it's 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 got to be D backs. Like, like Baltimore's yeah. close, but it's got to be the D backs. I, I, yeah, I, probably. I agree. I think it's probably the D backs. I do think on paper they're still a better team than the Orioles. Um, yep, and probably also better on paper. A lot's gonna change in the next week, depending on who sells and who doesn't. That's true. Uh, That's true. Although, like they'll probably all sell to some degree and kind of give up to some degree. But I'm not expecting a miracle run from any of them, but I, I think it could still be feasibly the Pirates or the Orioles, especially if they trade Adam Frazier, which is mm-hmm. I think is unlikely, but has been talked about quite a bit. Okay. Uh, next question, Top Taff says, uh, I like the characters of baseball, even if it's because I hate them. I hope we never see another John Rocker, but who is everyone's current worst villain of baseball? 
uh, you want to take all the booze out on. So bi- biggest villain in, in baseball right now? Yeah, who's the who's like of players? I assume this means. Mm. Who do we got for villain players? I want to I want to put a caveat on this. Yeah, uh, I know what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, not we that don't want to. We're not talking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about anything where it's like that's yeah, a gimme. Yeah. Actual off off field, uh, terrible terrible actions. Uh, like who's the got, so who's the best heel? I've yeah, I've it's got a better one. way to phrase the question. Let's talk about the more fun stuff, the heels, yeah. Pete Alonso. Ah, ah. Yeah. We talked about this on our last episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, you know, he, like, to everyone who's not a Mets fan, he's the perfect heel. Mm-hmm. Especially in the context mm-hmm. of the uh, All-Star Game mm-hmm. Home Run Derby, mm-hmm. where he's the two-time champion, and he kind of played it up a little bit of the game uh, of being, like, a you know, playing to the crowd, trying to get him to, like, cheer more for him, like, there's a great opportunity there to be a real, uh, uh, like a, like a, a real, like everybody has to take him down next year kind of, uh, framework to it. My answer, uh, and it's a guy personally that I love, but I think is a great heel and a great villain for other people is Josh Donaldson. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a great, one. uh, mm-hmm. he's a loud Lucas Giolito <laughs> called him a fucking pest. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a red ass. He, Gets into tons of little scraps. Not, I mean, not like fighting, but like you know, yelling. Uh, he's a loudmouth. He's yeah, no, he's he's great. He's a just kind of white trashy. <laughs> like uh, he's a wrestling. He's like a wrestling heel. Like he really is. I love him. Does he still have the hair great. for it too? Oh yeah, yeah, he still has that dumb kind of mohawky mullet thing. Yeah, uh, that's usually bleached. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, he's he's great. Like, and you know what? Good for him for. Uh, you know, <laughs> for for ripping on pitchers using uh, using foreign substances and stuff like when uh, like with Giolito, you know what Giolito was cheating. <laughs> Giolito's spin rate has gone way down. I think it's totally fine to you know hit a home run off of him and then as you're running into your dugout, yell to your own guys in your dugout, ball ain't sticking anymore, ball ain't sticking anymore. That's great. That's so funny. Like do that sort of shit. Uh, great heel. Love him. I don't even want to talk about guys like, you know, Karinchak, who, like, oh, your actual, like, real-life politics, I find, like, Oh, no, I abhorrent. don't care. Yeah, no. I was going to say, yeah. I think uh, I think it's been a while since Manny Machado had the reputation as a heel, just mm-hmm. because yep. I think he's fallen into a bit of a um, an, an older, like, a veteran uh, who's bringing up the kids kind of role in San Diego in the last year or two that's kind of changed that attitude about him a bit. Uh, I think he had, like, a bit of an Utley-esque characteristic to him where he played hard and um, played to win, and people kind of hated him for it. Maybe part of that, probably mm-hmm. certainly part of that was, like, a, a, a racial thing that he got tagged with stuff that totally. guys like Utley never would. But uh, I like that. I like the, the hard-nosed player aspect of him, the guy who's going willing to go out there and, and win and um, uh, maybe not always do the most ethical stepping on heels kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like the physical <laughs> injury part of it, but I like the idea of guys... Um, uh, uh, playing really hard. Play, yeah, playing to win, playing hard, and mm-hmm. doing what they think it takes. Uh, that creates interesting narratives, and uh, the game benefits when there's villains and heels like that. Yeah, Harper, Bryce Harper's Confident. has good heel potential, but he's just so fucking corny. Yeah, he can't live up to it. Yeah, 
he can't like he can't. He maintain had more it. of it. He yeah, had he a had lot more, more of it before. when he was with the Nats. Well, yeah. I think now that he's like settling down and he's a dad yeah. and he's mm-hmm. doing all that, like him and his, like he's he's raising a he's raising a mini QAnon, so <laughs> he's got a he's got to tamper that down. Don't talk bit. about JT Romuto like that. <laughs> I, I think also Harper uh, has really settled into, I think when a lot of the Harper heel stuff was up, he was like the most hyped guy in baseball and people expected yes. him to be a superstar. And, and for a while there, he was one of the best players in the game. And he says that he's been really good. I think like over the last several years, he's like a top 10 player. He's, he's uh, very talented and earns his money and more. Um, but I think he's settled into a player who is merely much better than most players rather than a transcendent, the transcendent superstar that people expected and demanded of him when he was with the Nats. And I think that mm-hmm. hurts the heel potential a little bit, but he could come back to it. I still think Harper could have a year like that. Sorry. I just had it. Only a couple questions left at the majestic one uh, says, which is more likely this year is a sign of hard time of hard years to come for the twins or a blip. And they go back to playoff contender next season. Uh, it's we'll see in the next two weeks what happens um, because you know them trade they're gonna you know they're gonna trade off some guys that are on expiring contracts and that that really has nothing that is no no signs that's not a sign of anything to come um, you know Nelson Cruz is probably gone it sucks I hate it I hate that so much but uh, if they get rid of guys that have a year left on their contract after this Jose Brios Byron Buxton Taylor Rogers those guys. Uh, then it might be tough. But even if they keep those guys, their pitching situation is very, very dire this year. And it doesn't, I don't know if it gets much better. Uh, a lot of their top pitching prospects have been injured this season. So they'll probably need more AAA time next year. Uh, or, you know, any AAA time next year mm-hmm. before they come up. But regardless, I don't think it's a sign of hard years. I think it's like, you know, this year and next year may be, may be gone, uh, but they still have a pretty good young farm system and a lot of stuff coming coming through. Yeah, I think uh, 2022 might be bad, but we'll see in the next two weeks. We'll see Absolutely. who they get rid of. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I don't I obviously don't know that, that team or that farm nearly as well as you, but um, I I got the impression from what I've seen from the I think the front office saying we're we're not intending on trading guys. Who, right. Anybody who's on an expiring contract, like a, I think I saw them saying they want to hold on to those guys on on one or two year deals and not blow it, blow it up. Um, and I think maybe it's worth asking whether the window is shaky for a little while. Maybe yeah, we're seeing signs that the window is coming to an end, but I don't think it's closing. I don't think it's closing this year or next year or even necessarily the year after. But I think it's right. worth like asking if there is an end in sight. But beyond yeah. that, I think it could totally be they could totally be a playoff contender again next year. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think they have they have they have like help coming from their prospects. Mm-hmm. Like they really do. They have a couple guys that have really uh, performed extremely well in the minors this year mm-hmm. that are pretty close to the majors. And I think a lot of guys could bounce back. A lot of guys could bounce back. Barnack and Kirilov, we didn't think that they'd be playing so much this year. Like Twins fans didn't think they'd be playing so much this year. Uh, and you know they haven't been stellar, but they've been solid rookies. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. I'm not I'm not super worried about it, but I think next year might be tough, depending on what they do about pitching in the off season. Mm-hmm. I I yeah, I don't know. Like you said, I think their window is shaky, but I don't think it's closed or closing. 
And I think you also have to look at what the rest of the AL Central is doing in that context. Like the White Sox, I think, are mm-hmm. going to be good for a, a few years to come, for sure. Cleveland, mm-hmm. I can't get a read on what they're doing, if they're getting better or worse. It's so hard to tell. I think they're getting worse, but it's, you never it's so hard to get a read. And every t- every year at the trade deadline, they do this weird buying by selling thing. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I, I just think it's going to leave them perennial like wild card chasers yeah for a while and I, so i don't know and i think the tigers rebuild is sort of make turning a corner at least on the pitching side maybe some some parts of it are yeah, yeah. but i think that's still a couple years away yeah um same thing else? with the royals yeah the like, royals also getting better yeah yeah but they're think... they're still not they're not there yet yeah absolutely yeah i think it will be a i think in a couple of years this will probably just be like uh, it'll probably be a lot like the NL Central, where like all the teams are a little bit better and a little bit closer to each other, uh, mm-hmm. but none of them are. Maybe the White Sox will continue to be really good, but you know maybe the Twins will get good again. But I think it's going to be like a, a lot closer of a division, yeah, than than it has been for a while now. For a Fun long time, that seems for you then. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, the last one we have. At Massive Fool says, let Jane talk about Warhammer for like five minutes if she wants. That could be fun. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, we, I, I yeah. We, we cool. seed the floor. I got to uh, talk about Berserker, so you get to talk about Warhammer. That just seems fair. Yeah. Uh, do you guys do you guys know much about like Warhammer 40k? I um, have never played it, but I have fallen asleep watching Warhammer 40k lore explanations on yeah. videos on YouTube a number of times. Do you know much about the um, the orcs? Uh, in 40k not t- too much uh are they are were tell us about the orcs so they're like my favorite part of 40k mm-hmm. lore um, are they sexy orcs no no well, oh, okay. it depends on what you, de- how you, you might define like, sexy, you might be into that but not I they're not that... like elder scrolls orcs okay okay that was, are you yeah, are was... you gonna get into like the psychic part of the, their deal because i think that's yeah. really kind of a fun that's fun thing that's like my favorite part about about yeah. them that's really cool. so all the orcs like the power of belief in warhammer 40k is like <laughs> a very very powerful thing um and the orcs collectively have kind of a power where if they kind of believe something will work or if they believe something it comes true mm. like and so like <laughs> They think that red things are faster, so if they paint their stuff red, it does go faster. They think that red, that purple is the sneakiest color, because <laughs> have you ever seen a purple orc? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, all of their stuff works, because, like, I mean, part of it is that their, their mechanics and their engineers and stuff, you know, have, like, some innate understanding of how stuff works, but a lot of it is just because... It works because they believe it works. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and a good it, example mm-hmm. that I saw was like, uh, you know, they're they're driving in a truck, and the truck runs out of gas, and one of them gets out and says like, you know, hits another one and says like, oh, you were supposed to fill it up with gas. Uh, well, now we're out of gas, and the one goes, no, I filled it up, and the other and another one goes, oh yeah, I remember you filling it up, <laughs> and then they're all kind of just like, oh yeah, 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 I saw that, I remember you filling it up, and then all of a sudden the, the they start the truck back up. And it runs. That's sick as hell. <laughs> yeah. They just believe their stuff will work. And then it works. Is this everybody <laughs> or is this just the orcs? It's this just is, orcs. It's just uh... the orcs. There's there's like, there's like kind of some stuff about this. Like with the Imperium of Van, they have a, there's a group of, of people from Mars <laughs> called the Adeptus Mechanicus who kind of have some weird stuff about 
uh, believing in the the, the spirit of machines, the machine spirit um, that keeps their stuff running. But it's not the same as the orcs. Like the orcs have a there's like a funny story. It's probably bullshit, but it's very funny. Of like, you know, the orcs are in a, a battle and uh, they're fighting like imperial guard, and the imperial guard guys are just killing wave after wave after wave of orcs, and one of them, and then they run out of ammo, and so then an orc comes up, you know, to to beat the beat the de- beat them to death, and the imperial guard guy points his gun at him and goes bang, and then the orc falls over dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think like and this is just from a, a line I picked up from a YouTube I thought was like kind of explained what was cool about them was like it helps to understand this power that the orcs have if you think of them less as like sentient individual creatures and more as like psychic fungus they are they are literally a fungus yeah uh, like if you like you know firebomb a whole planet and kill every living thing on it uh, little parts of orcs that are just like turn into spores and all of a sudden a couple years later you've got a planet full of orcs again i love their their gods uh their name uh gork and mork love and gork that. yeah and gork is brutal but cunning and mork is cunning but brutal and <laughs> like I, I all throughout I you explaining this to me i'm thinking these guys would have insane pregame rituals oh yeah <laughs> absolutely insane but they'd be good because they'd work yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah they would have lucky socks you know that like oh i'll wear the sock because it's lucky i'll hit a home run and it would work let's let's get an let's get mm-hmm. an orc baseball league going yeah <laughs> games workshop that makes warhammer they do have like a <laughs> A game that they've had forever. It's like a board game called uh, Blood Bowl. Oh, that's yeah, like heard a of that. foot. Yeah. yeah, it's like a football like <laughs> game that's like a super violent uh, like football board game. I've never played it though. It's actually it was it, it was made so many years ago now that it's actually only about as violent as real football now. <laughs> 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 like uh, like it was a big deal at the time it came out because they were like no league would actually operate if guys were getting this many sub concussive. Uh, hits to the head like it's just absurd um, <laughs> i do want to look into it more because it is an english company i want to see what they think about uh american football uh so that actually, i yeah, do i do kind of want to look into it more yeah. yeah but yeah i'm uh we on our last episode i mentioned that i was making a uh, a 40k army if you want to if you want to follow along in my progress where i 3d print an entire imperial guard army i'm just about to start painting it uh, but yeah, I've been I've been documenting that on my Twitter. Hell yeah! I uh, it's very fun. What do you think of the um, the I I think the like a really underrated race or the um, they're not oh God I'm blanking on their name but they're kind of like uh, they live in like a like zomb they like they live in like cyber acropolises and they're sort oh, of the dead. Necrons. Yeah, I think the Necrons are kind of cool. I don't know much. I about love it, the Necrons. The Necrons are cool. So they're like this like super ancient race. That had all of this, uh, all this whatever weird stuff with like the. So there's another like race, like an old race kind of. If you think about it, like in um, Halo or 
you know, the aliens stuff, how they have like the forerunners or the architects or whatever, these like ancient races that kind of like brought up other ones. Like the Necrons kind of got like subjugated by one of those. And they did this thing called like biotransference where they, that ended up fucking them over and they all turned into like basically just like Terminator robots. But they're cool. They have like a kind of Egyptian thing going on. Yeah, it's neat. And there's like, yeah, and it's real. They're really cool looking. Like they're they're really like hard to kill. Like in the in the in the game, they like uh, if you kill like Necron warriors, there's like a decent chance they'll just get back up, <laughs> which is really fun. And I really like their models. Like I really want to paint a Necron army and do like a cool metallic black with like very very bright pink accents. I think that'd be very cool. I love the Necrons too. They're very cool. They like have like like. They have like imprisoned gods that they can like field <laughs> like on the game. Uh, that sounds it's OP. Pretty, it's, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It's not like it, and like I don't think it's like mathematically possible to like kill them within a game because they you only have like five rounds realistically in a game of Warhammer, <laughs> and they like can't take that much damage <laughs> in in a game. But no, they're cool. Necrons are awesome. I, I really really like them. Yeah, the, the the lore of Warhammer is like super fun to. I don't know. It's one of those things where like it's an easy YouTube hole to fall into because there's so yep. much written about it, and it's just like it's perfect. It's almost ASMR bait. It's like just like easy yep. to zone out listening to. I That's gotta, what I've been doing forever. Like I only like I've I've wanted to play Warhammer for a long time, and I just never did it because it was kind of intimidating. It's intimidating to get into it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of building and painting, and the expensive and the armies yeah. are expensive. But like yeah, I've I've. For a long time, I've been into, like, the lore. And even some of the books are, like, good for just, like, you know, pulpy books to read. Absolutely. Yeah, it's super fun. I like it a lot. It's a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous setting um, that kind of walks this line of being, like, it kind of has it both ways where it's like, yeah, this is satire of really ridiculous uh, sci-fi, epic sci-fi stuff. But it's also like, well, at this point, you are the epic sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so not like, totally yeah. unlike Berserk, where it's like it can yeah. be really kind of like corny over the top, but also actually a dude with a big sword killing demons is cool. It kicks <laughs> it's ass. Not just yeah. Edlord shit. It's <laughs> fucking. It's fucking bitching. Yeah. Yeah. The Dragon Slayer like guts a sword. It's fucking cool, <laughs> and it is ridiculous as hell. Like it's they have it both ways too for sure. No, love it. Warhammer's really fun. I I I really like it. The game's cool as hell. It's complicated, but it is very very fun very cool so i am uh I'm, I'm really looking forward to starting painting this week too hell yeah it's gonna be hard but it's sweet i printed uh so i'm doing imperial guard which are like the regular people like just you know men and women of uh the of the imperium who like their their main weapon is called the las gun which is you know this energy weapon that can blow off limbs and it, you know, it's way more powerful than anything we have today. Uh, but it is, you know, like the weakest weapon in the game. They call it flashlights. Um, but then if, but if you have, you know, 40 of these guys all shooting at one thing, it can do something. <laughs> and I found really cool guys that kind of look like World War II, like winter red army. Oh. That like, I'm really excited to, to paint them. Just like a ton of little infantry and tanks. I'm going to, you know, paint Born to Die on the tanks and shit like that. I'm really excited. That'll be sick. That'll be cool. Yeah. All right. That was probably more than five minutes talking about Warhammer, but 
<laughs> it was very fun. Thank you for the question, Massiful. Thank you to everybody who submitted questions this week. Do we have anything else we want to uh, say before we take off? I don't think so. That yeah. was a pretty good uh, episode. Um, that was a lot of fun. We covered a lot yeah. of bases. Covered yeah. a lot of stuff there. Yeah. All right. Don't well, actually cancel me, please. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were joking when he said to cancel Lauren. Hopefully, people didn't just, uh, you know, turn the episode off there. <laughs> just I, go at it. I would not like this episode to be one of my life's great regrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, don't cancel Lauren, but thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>